This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, the podcast where I, a fanfic reader, sits down and talks to really cool people in the fanfic community uh, who do a wide variety of things. We started off talking to writers, but I'm expanding and I'm really excited to kind of share more uh, with you guys and the guests that I have. Uh, please remember this is an 18 plus podcast, so check the show notes and everything for trigger warnings, content warnings, listen with headphones if you're out and about. Um, I don't want to be held responsible for getting you fired if you're listening at work. <laughs> um, at the time of recording this week, um, it, I'm still really excited for the Raylo Schools Out Twitter prompt that's going to happen, I think, starting June 1st, which is my birthday. So I get the pleasure of reading horny Raylo Twitter smut stories about chaperones that's the prompt for day one whatever that's gonna bring i'm really excited and that's being put on by liz um miss ladybird and megan marauder 23 um i don't know what's gonna be on at the time this goes out if it's still gonna be out but if it is go check it out seems really cool um i'm here with a really cool guest again um i have a friend on the pod so if you thought I'd keep this streak going with strangers. Jokes on you. Uh, I have a really cool person here. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you guys. Hello, I am Maggie. Uh, and I am so excited to be on this episode. I really enjoyed listening to the episode with Arzu just before this. And I have been consuming and producing fanfic since I was too young to be on the internet. Um, <laughs> my very first fanfic was when I was six years old. Um, Six-year-olds should not be on fanfic.net, especially not in the early 2000s, but I was looking for, you know, some Frodo Baggins fanfic. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny when you were six i was six yeah my parents wow. <laughs> let me on the internet like way too early um but so i'm funny. still more more tech savvy than they are so <laughs> but i mean like you're it seems like your whole thing is is being on the internet now yeah. as an adult so that makes sense makes but i just sense. like imagine like six-year-old you just like <laughs> tap, clacking away looking for Fredo. <laughs> And I wrote one because I couldn't find one. So I, I don't know if you remember like the notepad app, which was like the worst thing to try to write in. Oh, yeah. Formatting. Like, it does not you exist see on that app. notepad and you think, oh, this is what I'm supposed to write in because you're six years old. Yeah. So I wrote, I wrote a fanfic in that and then tried to figure out how to upload it on fanfic.net at six. That's six. Wow. All right. Is it yeah. still up? Did you did you <laughs> upload it? <laughs> I think it got taken down because uh, people were so like strict about formatting and stuff. So I think oh. it was just like it got taken down. A lot of my old fanfic has vanished. Like I had a few really good song fanfics that were based off of like Hillary Duff songs and Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like together. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's so funny. It would be like Squall Leonard <laughs> having like some emotional. <laughs> reaction to like coming clean or something <laughs> it's a good song i totally like i get it it is uh but like early days on fanfic.net were an experience so that's how you got started uh, writing and reading at the ripe age of six but 
what about as like an adult? How did you, what, what led you here now? <laughs> I have never stopped writing fanfic um, or consuming it. So like all throughout my early teens, like I was the kid writing horny fanfic in church. <laughs> Wow. On the backs of like tithe cards. Cause I like have an idea and I like jot down ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I still have a really vivid memory of my mom finding some of those um, <laughs> when I was like 14, 15 years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I just, I really enjoyed like exploring um, things that at the time felt like were taboo because I was like a young teenager um, who was homeschooled. So like mm-hmm. no real exposure to the outside world. Uh, and now it's like entirely mainstream <laughs> stuff that I just yeah. thought was taboo then. Uh, and like, sorry, I explored like writing it and reading it and continue doing that into college. Um, I actually, <laughs> I, 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 a few people know about this story, but I, I did not have a good roommate situation when I went to college um, or the people on my floor. And they found my fanfic account because it was like the early days of Tumblr. And so like everybody was like trading Tumblr URLs. And like I had some of my fanfic on there and they mm-hmm. printed out all of my fanfic and plastered it on the walls of my dorm no and, like, and bullied me like really badly. I actually just found a Tumblr post from when I was talking about that experience and it took me a while to get back into fanfic, like two or three years, uh, just because it was such a like traumatic experience. Yeah. Um, but then I haven't stopped. Um, I've dabbled in different things. Like I wrote 150, 180 something in one fanfic uh, universe. And then like, I just, I write all the time. I'm constantly mm-hmm. writing. <laughs> that. That situation sounds like something out of a movie. Like, I'm not trying was, to laugh at something that happened to you, but, like, that's the kind of thing where, like, someone photocopies the diary and pastes on the lockers. Like, right? <laughs> like, it, it's even funnier because the sister of one of my sweetmates is famous as an author now. Um, mm-hmm. And she got famous for writing fanfic. Wow. And I was like this really feels like a bad Netflix plot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, like, who knew that, like, even today, I'm, like, on Twitter, I'm just seeing people post about, like, all the Raylo published novels, and I'm like, right? who knew? Like, it, it's fascinating, and I can't wait to read them all, but it's like, I mean, I didn't think when I started reading fan fiction that I would be able to log on to Twitter and see like published novels of like two characters that I love. So I think it's cool. And I'm like, I'm sorry that happened to you. And that I hope that person feels bad about it. I do too. It was like 10 years ago. And like some of them have like kind of apologized to me since I got an internet presence that is much yeah. larger than theirs. So I'm sure that's why I got those apologies from people, but it was like such a, a weird situation. And I'm, I'm glad that it didn't, completely ruin fanfic for me because I feel like that's one of those moments where it could be like you throw your hands up and you're like I can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. Uh, but like writing fanfic and exploring that universe is like such an integral part of like who I am that Mm -hmm. I I couldn't let that like rob me of that joy yeah I'm glad you didn't quit writing either because I honestly didn't know until you told me that you wrote fanfiction and I was like it makes sense like I get it (laughs) um so who do you primarily write like what are your ships 
Uh, so I, for a really long time, like my biggest ship uh, that still has written work was Captain Swan from Once Upon a Time, which that's a whole, good, good, good. whole nother story. Uh, it does make me tremendously glad that like so many Raylos also shipped Captain Swan. So sometimes I'll find like a really good Raylo fic and then I'll look at what they used to write. And I'm like, oh, hey, that's mm. where you went. You went to another good enemies to lovers. <laughs> yeah. The Once Upon a Time to Raylo pipeline. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Never Such thought about captain. that because yeah, yeah, because I was also a Captain Swan shipper, so that makes so much sense. Yes. So <laughs> uh, and then when I was like transitioning out of Once Upon a Time fandom, because like that was a whole that I've done that podcast, <laughs> um, but I started doing Castle, which is uh, Frank Castle and Karen Page. Okay. Uh, and that was like my first time writing non I mean obviously like the superhero universe but Frank's not a superhero he's just a, a, a soldier with PTSD like he's mm -hmm. not a super powered person and that was my first soiree into writing something that wasn't like fantastical there was no like princess all you that you could do a you I've always said all you I don't know how everybody else says <laughs> there's so I many, say like, a, a well no all you make sense now. I'm gonna right? question that. <laughs> I'm gonna question like, I that. just realized there's so many fandom terms that you read, but you never yeah. verbally say. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. All, alternate universe, all you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it was like you you finally got to like explore something that wasn't based in fairy tales, and like it was a new a new experience for me writing still repeated like all the same tropes that I used in Captain Swan. Uh, and then I took a little bit of a break cause I was working like a crummy job that like just killed my inspiration for a lot of things. And I, I wrote a couple, um, fanfics. Uh, one was for wonder woman. Um, and I wrote it after I saw the movie in 2017 and it took me a really long time to like finish writing it. So I, it, I was still writing it into like early 2018. Uh, and then I got booked to work in the second Wonder Woman movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and it shifted my entire like relationship with fanfic. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to work with the people I've been writing about boning. <laughs> so <laughs> this is and like, this is why like before the podcast, I was saying like, I, I don't want to talk like specifically about what my account name is for my, my smut fit. Cause it's like, I had that realization as like my career started to grow. I was like, Oh mm -hmm. no, I, I've worked like 30 days with Chris Pine. I can't picture him doing things now. Like I abandoned that fic with like no explanation. And I still occasionally have people who like message me on my Tumblr that are like, where did you go? And I'm like, ah, uh, there's an NDA. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking about that now on my end. Not that I, I mean, I'm not, I'm never going to say never, but like I worked in film when I lived in California and now I'm just like, wow, like, that's a good perspective to have. Like, what if one day, like, okay, I don't know if I could ever take a job working with Adam Driver. I just don't think I'd be physically capable to do it. But <laughs> I'm just like, what if that was an opportunity and they find out that I have this whole podcast or like most of us talk about why <laughs> like <Right? fuck> this guy. <laughs> Didn't think about that. It's so <laughs> it's so weird. Like you don't realize it until suddenly you're because it, it seems so like out of the realm yeah, of possibility even though sure. it is in the realm of possibility mm -hmm. and that was I took a break after that because I was just like I can't I can't write anything like what happens what happens yeah that's true <laughs> um, 
and then you like it, it changes too because like it's fun when you're writing fanfic about characters that you think are hot and should bone each other and then you meet them as people and you realize they're a person and you're like oh no yeah. what have I done <laughs> yeah 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 yes <laughs> that's why I like to have I kind of like to have this this is just me as a, as a as a fan of Adam Driver. I kind of have to set like this this line in the sand for myself because I'm just like this is a real actual guy who like <laughs> doesn't he doesn't like to be publicized. He doesn't like he's very much like leave me alone and I totally get it. Um so like for me I have to always think of his characters not so <laughs> much like him as the person cuz it's like I would feel bad. Like I would, I would hate it <laughs> if I like listen to this podcast where these people are just like <laughs> talking going, about my dick. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always like, I'm thinking about Ben Solo, not Adam Driver, even though Adam Driver's portrayal of him is like, you know, the one that we all think of when we're reading and writing. But yeah, and and honestly, like that's kind of why I thought originally the Raylo novels that got published which i think are amazing but originally my reaction my gut reaction was like oh yikes because like you're it's a real guy <laughs> oh, yeah. like, some of them are like blatantly this is adam driver and i'm like oh this poor guy like d- he has to know and then it's like <laughs> like i would i yeah it's <laughs> so like i can only imagine yeah getting to work with a celebrity and then being like i can't like i just can't do this yeah. to them <laughs> i respect them too much <laughs> oh yeah i mean as it is like even though i think that like my tumblr presence from like the last decade and my my professional presence now it has crossed lines a couple of times but i think it's still like distant enough that like i'm safe um mm. but i i definitely recently interviewed an actor that i had to go and like scrub my tumblr because i was just like <gasps> i used to say a lot of really cringy things and mm. about like how much i love this actor and i was just like i just need to go make those those go away <laughs> like, those wow <laughs> yeah because it's like you just you don't you don't realize it um, right and like you i try to keep things now like very much like focused on the character, character. not so much the actor like there's a lot of actors like that I've watched their entire filmography because like, that's what happens when <laughs> we like an actor. Mm-hmm. But like I try to fixate on the characters they play and not them. Yes. Yeah. Like I I've gotten to this this place now where like I don't want to know about their personal lives. Like I don't want to seek out information about them. I don't want to know what their kids' names are, who they're yeah. married to, what yeah. they're doing. Like just give me your content and I will appreciate the beauty of your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's write some fanfic about you. <laughs> I totally get it because yeah, anytime, anytime there's a thing about Adam Driver that comes up on Twitter, I'm literally quick to be like, "Don't, don't do this! <laughs> like, don't do this! <laughs> don't believe this! Slash, don't do this!" Because like, don't go down that rabbit hole. You got yeah, like you guys don't know this guy. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, like I totally get it, fandom. I I love fandom so much, and I totally mm-hmm. get it. Um, but I do think that they're. <laughs> Like fan fiction is a nice like escape for me in terms of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I think for me personally, when it does teeter on the like you're actively pulling in implements of a real human being's life into the story is when it gets a little weird. And 
again, like you, like what if what if you end up in a situation where you meet this person or you work with this person? All right, like what are you gonna do? Because exactly. they may yeah. never know, but you'll know, and they'll you'll like, know. And it, <laughs> like, do, would you feel bad? Because I would feel bad. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm just like I don't I don't think that I could ever work with like a celebrity that I actually like really enjoy. As weird as that it's might really sound. Hard. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. I don't know how you do it. I don't think I could do like, it. <laughs> Chris Pine was hard for me because, like, I have loved Chris Pine for so long. Like, I'm a Star Trek fan, so I loved him in Star Trek. You know, mm. I loved him in Princess Diaries. Like, I've seen so much of his stuff. And then, like, when I worked with him, I was just like, I have to delete everything. <laughs> delete everything because like now he's a co-worker and you don't want yeah, like, yeah. to write yeah oh my gosh yeah now that you that's a good way to put it <laughs> so weird oh man um, so has that has that affected your writing status today like are you really like <laughs> i wish i could say it has okay <laughs> um but my body of work suggests otherwise <laughs> Like, I, I wrote a fic, um, I would say it's probably my greatest work, uh, which it sounds really pompous to say that, but it's, like, something that happened completely unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote a fanfic uh, over the summer of 2020, so, like, starting, I think I started it in April, don't quote me on that, and finished it, like, less than six months later, um, but it is almost 500,000 words long. And it is a non-linear story about a character from a Netflix television series um, who's unfortunately based on a real person. Um, but I don't think that, I don't, it, it's a fictionalized version of a person. So like, you know, one of those situations. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like an OC that I created. And I, it's the fic that I have been the most recognized for. Okay. Uh, by people who are also obsessed with that character. Like I was on a podcast with a friend who didn't know I wrote fanfic mm -hmm. and she started talking about uh, this fanfic she'd been reading and like how good it was and how long it was and that the author had just said that like they were stopping it and they like come to the end. And I was like, was it? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And I was like, mm, well, yeah, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and she was like, why did you stop writing it? like because the fandom was a little too much and I decided I didn't need that in my life and I'd reached like a really natural like point in the story where it felt like closure it was like spanned 10 years of these characters lives I had created like newspaper pages to fit in with like story details like I got really involved and in, like creating this universe for the characters and like I was just like I'm out. Like I've written almost 500,000 words. Like I've loved every second of it, but that was like a fic that I got to explore so many weird things. Like I wrote pegging for the first time, three times in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was like emotional pegging that had like character development tied to it. And like each of the three times that happened, like helped further this character and like their relationship and like how they had their family and like all of this stuff, like things that you just only in fanfic. Like, mm -hmm. but it helped me find out like the things that I liked writing about and what I liked with character like interactions and it was like such a fun experience. But like, I was really into that actor that summer, and now I'm not so much into that actor anymore. And that's like a weird thing because like 
I, I realized I liked the character more than I actually liked the actor. And like, that was a weird, like, okay. like shift and like my relationship with something I had written. And I, it feels like an interesting phenomenon that I've seen and like talked to a couple other writers who had been like really into something. And then like, they realized it was more the world that they had created that they cared about more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was like a fic that I just, I loved like every second of writing that fic. I wrote like a thousand to three thousand words a day. I published wow. it daily. Wow! Um, and it like got me through twenty twenty, which was like the and that was the first time I'd really gotten a chance to like sit down and write daily and like felt creative and felt like I had something to like give. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was such a fun experience. That so yeah, like I feel like twenty twenty is when a lot of people that I've talked to like really was like this is this is when I got to sit down and actually write stuff like granted like I was I became a Rayla during the sequel trilogy but it's like pandemic was when I was able to like put pen to paper so to speak and sort of like sort of get into fan fan fixturing heavily um mm-hmm. was is that what would you say like that around that time is when a lot of your works started coming out like because you write a lot of different fandoms from what yes. I saw. And um, like we were all just watching TV during the pandemic. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is that when like a lot of your writing came to came to be during that time? And then would you say like now it's slowed down a lot more you, or like has it remained the same? Um, it's I've written a lot more personally I guess um because in the midst of that so like I wrote that fic and then I tried to figure out if I could scrub the serial numbers off of it and like rework it but it would require like a lot of work because it's like tied to real life historical situations and I was like that's too much effort so then I started another fic that was based off of a character that same actor had played in a movie and I wrote like a 200,000 word fanfic there and then I pulled it and I started working on turning that into a book and I've actually queried that to a couple of people because it's like sci-fi and it's a little bit easier to kind of scrub off all the the numbers and everything and make it much more palatable for a wider audience however it's about werewolves having sex on the moon so like I don't know how marketable that is like there's there's definitely an audience but um and then I was like oh Ice Planet Barbarians exists. I think you can figure it out. Thank you. And I read it before Ice Planet Barbarians. Yeah. And then I read that and I was like, oh, hello. I like this. Um, yeah. And uh, and then like I started writing my, which I'm fine with saying, so, like I don't care uh, about that one. My Zemo fanfic, uh, which was like such a, a joy to write that I fixated on for a year. It took me f- to finish that just because like personal life got in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was another fic that I like got to explore polyamory, which is like not something that I like personally would ever be interested in, but it worked for the characters. And I loved everything about how that came to be. And like that was another like, huh, I didn't know that about my ability to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like I started doing like some one shots because that was less you know having yeah. to commit to, <laughs> to yeah. suddenly writing like 200,000 word fix and I was like who am I what, what is this where did this come from but then I like started writing a book I, I wrote a book 
um, that I finished that's completely original, not inspired by fanfic or anybody else's work. Um, and now I'm working on another book. None of these are probably going to end up getting published. They're just going to sit on my shelf because like, querying is so hard, but like I wrote them. I accomplished this. It makes yeah. me happy. Uh, but I miss writing fanfic because I do like the instant gratification of like getting comments or getting kudos or like somebody mm -hmm. saying that they've read something. And I'm like notorious for keyword searching on Twitter and seeing if anybody's reading my fic because that's like a joy when you, you stumble across somebody who's like vague tweeting about a fanfic they've been reading and then you like investigate yeah. a little deeper you're like ooh, that's my fit <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean I guess because you're considered I I mean I'm gonna just go ahead and say like you're considered anonymous on that one yeah has that <laughs> that hasn't has that impeded I guess if that's even the right word I'm looking for uh your ability to interact with the community because I feel like if if that's not the one that you're actively a vocal about i have assumed there's people on twitter that are like where is she because <laughs> like, like it definitely happened okay <laughs> where i okay. like i've seen stuff i did um create a tiktok because i stumbled across somebody uh who was wrecking my fic on tiktok it popped up on my for you page i was oh, nice. so tempted to respond to it like oh my god it's me uh-huh i resisted the urge uh and i created a second tiktok to interact with people like right at the peak of it like it's all tapered off now nobody's talking about it because it's been like a year now uh but I interacted with a couple people who've been reading my fic and they were like so excited to like interact with me and like that was cool but like TikTok is like you know the craze of the week and like it moves on um, yeah. but I created some like fan videos with like my face claim that I had come up with for my my OC and like I created a bunch of really cool videos like I'm proud of them because I used to make videos on YouTube back in the day so I put mm -hmm. some of those skills to use and like cut these little videos promoing my thick and like that was really fun and I enjoyed it but like TikTok's exhausting and like thick talk the amount of like non-anonymous behavior on there is like so hard for me to fathom and I think a lot of it goes back to like having that incident in with my roommates like that okay. situation I think is why I'm like ah, I don't really want to like pull back the veil and be like hello it is me right right <laughs> I am the one that you've been reading so like it was still like cloaked under like anonymity like I used a, another fake name and like linked my fic on my anonymous account and like try to keep it separate I will say I think somebody did figure out I was the same person because they like followed my main account even though like the two were not linked and I had them like set up on two different apps so I was like I don't know how you found me but hello <laughs> you might have discovered who I am that's so funny yeah I so it's almost like living a double life essentially it is. <laughs> yeah because so you can't you can't and then like I are you scared that you'll slip oh yeah constantly. Okay. Constantly. <laughs> that's crazy yeah I was I just looked you up on Twitter. I did a I did a username search and I was like, what's what are people talking about over here? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's so cute. That there my, my Captain Swan stuff still gets wrecked sometimes on there. Like yeah. I found it on a couple places and I was like, don't read that. My writing was so bad like 10 years ago. Don't do that. Don't read that. <laughs> I mean, people are seemingly really liking your um Baron Zemo one. So yeah. Like, I mean, why not? It's it's exactly Zemo, so <laughs> <laughs> um so 
because yeah i i was i was always curious about that just because like i'm pretty new to Raylo twitter and i know that the the community is just large and loud and it's it's beautiful and everyone supports each other so it's like what is it like to be sort of an in on writer in this way where it's like you can't really interact with or like not you can't you don't want to interact really in the yeah. community in that way um just because like privacy reasons do you like do you lurk and sort of interact in any other way or are you just like no <laughs> there was a fic that i wrote in another fandom um that was another like massive one i wrote and i it was right when I shifted into using my real name on social media. Mm -hmm. um, and I wrote this fic and a lot of people would like live tweet uh, mm -hmm. when updates happened. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would occasionally go and like their tweets as me. And I think they never put two and two together. That's so Because uh, like I, I was somebody who like already naturally like engaged with that fandom. Like I would live tweet episodes when they dropped because it was a TV show that was like concurrently gotcha. airing. And so like it seemed natural. It felt like I could easily like these things and not seem like I'm searching something out. Like I just maybe came across it searching the same character names mm -hmm. for that TV show. Uh, and that was really thrilling. <laughs> I think I got like a cheap thrill out of being like, they don't even know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, it's like a, what is it? Um, I want to liken it to like a Team Rocket disguise or something. Or yes. just like, <laughs> they, they don't know it's me, but like we know it's <laughs> but like they know. <laughs> That's exactly how it felt. And it, it was just fun. Like, yeah. but it, it is, it is funny because of, fanfic has finally gotten to this point where people are comfortable talking about it. I mean, yeah, for even sure. 10 years ago, I would have never, ever come on a podcast to even talk about fanfic. I've never heard mm -hmm. of fanfic. What is this fanfic? Livings? Limes? I know mm -hmm. nothing of these words. Like, yeah. it was such a taboo thing to talk about. Uh, and it's still sometimes, like, maybe it's because I'm on the upper side of a millennial, and sometimes I, I get that, like, curmudgeon-y Gen Xer vibe where I'm like, all these kids like, talking about what they love openly back <laughs> in my day. Yeah. You gotta log onto live journal and <laughs> search yeah. for like there was no tagging. There was no ship tags barely worked on fanfic. If you found a good fic, it was like abandoned 10 years ago. And it's like sometimes I get into like the old lady vibe where I'm like, oh, all these kids talking about their fanfics and posting things and then <laughs> practically posting their addresses online in the next post. I'm like, come on. Don't you guys know how to hide yourself? Because <laughs> like, it, it, it's so ingrained. Like, yeah. realizing now that I've, like, been in, in fandom online for, like, 15 years, I guess. Mm -hmm. for, yeah, almost, I guess, 14-ish years. It's like, how much has changed? Like, it used to be, like, a, a secret thing that people would pass the, the notes around in the back of class that, you know, you've written a fanfic about something. And, like, it was secretive. But now it's everybody's talking about it publicly and like yeah. some of it I'm like oh you're gonna talk about writing that publicly okay then <laughs> yeah I see I'm my relationship with fan fiction like I think maybe I said this one time on a podcast and I never want to say it again but I'm gonna say it I wrote <laughs> and I can't even remember what year it came out I wrote a brace face fan fiction. I started it, never finished it. It's somewhere up on that website. I know it's still there because I don't know my login, so I didn't take it oh down. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> but I didn't know that that's what that was called. I just was like, 
I just thought like you can write stories about shows that you like mm-hmm. and like characters that you like, but I didn't know how deep it went like in terms of like obviously smut i wasn't exposed to that at the age i was writing it and and like these are like ships i'm like i don't know this is i just want what's his name alden and sharon to get together (laughs) like i just wanted them to like (laughs) like, i just wanted them to just like get that relationship going um but that was like the one and only time i had ever i guess involved myself in fan fiction and i didn't start reading it or getting really heavily into it until the sequel trilogy um and i don't even know how i found it i don't know how i got a link to it i didn't even know ao3 was i cannot remember who exposed me to this <laughs> but ao3 is such a magical place it's been it's been like an uphill ride of joy ever since and i'm like i'm on that website so much that i'm just like i need a podcast to talk about all this stuff because i don't have anyone to talk like about this with slash i read so much like i have questions so like i just want to (laughs) know so like like hearing about your journey and how you've just been so ingrained in it pretty much since the age of six (laughs) i'm just like yeah like there are people that are like have, have been in it and are still doing like really good work um I guess, how do you keep the motivation and, like, the the ideas flowing to write for that long? Because looking at your your (laughs) backlog of work, I'm like, that's a lot of fandoms, slash, some of those have a lot of work in them. Yeah. (laughs) And I I see that some of them are one-shots, which I know that are a little bit easier to write, but it's like, how, like, how do you keep that momentum up? And then, like, on the flip side, is it like me sort of in a way where as a shop owner, I'll design something because like, I just watched an episode and I'm like, yes, I need to do that right now. And like put it in the shop. Like, do you have, do you watch stuff? And you're like, immediately <laughs> got to type this up. I always, I always feel like I sound like a crazy person when I talk about this. And then I talk to other authors and it's not always, everybody doesn't always have this experience, but like I've met other authors who have had this experience. The character feels like it visits me. And I've only seen it depict it like one time. And it was the Dan Stevens, Charles Dickens movie. Oh, yeah. Um, the man who I love that Christmas, movie. Christmas. I love, I love it too. Movie. But you know how the characters are talking to him? Yeah, yeah. That's how it feels. Like, okay. I've had it where I've been like, I've watched something. I've loved it. I'm like, oh, that was great. I turn the TV off. I, I get ready to go to bed. And it's like 2 a.m. And the character is just like in my head, like mm-hmm. this is this idea that like this is this is what's happening, like this is what we're doing, this is how we're doing. And it's like it won't leave me alone until I start writing it. And like mm-hmm. honestly, Google Docs on iPhone is like godsend. Like mm-hmm. the amount of stuff I used to write on the backs of like envelopes and stuff, like it has now just translated into me writing absolute nonsense into my Google Docs in the middle of the night and then writing it when I wake up in the morning or sometimes in the middle of the night. But usually it's, it's and I call it the muses, it's the muse that compels me and <laughs> they don't stop talking until I, I write them basically. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes it feels like a running commentary. I know I sound crazy. Like it feels like a running commentary sometimes like where like a specific character, like I still remember like, when I wrote a lot of Captain Swan stuff, like Killian Jones was my main muse. Like I loved Emma. I 
like loved writing Emma, but I had such a hard time getting into her headspace because mm -hmm. Killian was like such the dominant muse in that relationship for me. I could just slip straight into his point of view. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes I'd be doing things and like, I feel like I could hear his voice, like commentating on like my day to day life. And it was like, mm. and it would inspire ideas. Like that's why I wrote so much because I'd be out doing something and somebody would say something. And then like the voice in my head would say, this thing and then like suddenly I'd have like a 4,000 word fanfic oh my gosh like, <laughs> it was just like it was like the weird things like that and sometimes it yeah like I have a weird thing where like people have quoted my fix to me and I have absolutely no idea what they're talking about because I get so like in the moment in writing mm -hmm. I don't remember what I wrote like mm -hmm. I found somebody had like quoted something I had written and like put it up on a quote thing like on Pinterest and I was like why is that attributed to my fanfic name and then I was like when did I write that? And then I looked at <laughs> it like I had written it. I just had no memory of it because it wasn't me like writing it. It was like yeah. the characters. And so yeah. like, I, and obviously like the interest in things like ebbs and flows. So like there's been things that have been like really hot to write. Like I've written like so much and then like I can't finish it because that muse has wandered away. It is exited stage left and I cannot attain it again. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, I don't know. I, I know it sounds like a crazy person. Um, no, no. I like, I 100% understand. I, that's, I wouldn't say that's how my brain works with like stuff that I design, but it definitely is like where I'll be watched. And like, I always have to tell people, like, I don't watch things with the intent of like designing something. I will be watching something and then like the smallest thing will just catch my eye and that's like the the thing in my mm -hmm. ear until I can draw it or until I can figure out what it's gonna be it's like all I'll think and it could be something really tiny like like the shirt that this character wore in the background and like caught my eye and I'm like I love that what can I do with this <laughs> so like wow. I, totally, I totally get it and I think that's really cool um so does that mean that your fix um are I don't really know how to phrase it that way does that does that mean like your fix aren't necessarily like expansions of the story and like um because like sometimes people are like oh like with Star Wars for example I wrote this because I didn't like how it ended or like I it was a fix it fic or like I think that this is like what happened between this time and this time is that does that mean for you because you're <laughs> you watch something you turn it off and they're talking to you does that mean it's like not necessarily something that you wanted to see in the movie or the show more so like I want to write this conversation between these characters and it's just so yeah like does that make sense <laughs> yeah that, that does make sense um I think like back when I was writing Captain Swan stuff I wrote a lot of audios and a lot of fix-its and a lot of like continuations because that was the vibe of that fandom Okay. I think I think that's a, another thing that has had an impact on my writing is specific fandoms have like a niche that's built right. into them. So like Raylo, for instance, has like such a big alternate universe like element to it where like completely from scratch, like, you know, college, workplace, right. actors, like all sorts of different like things. And that's like the Raylo thing. And so like for Captain Swan, I wrote a lot of like continuations of scenes, mostly because I was like, they should have fucked in the scene and they didn't. So like, mm -hmm. I'm going to write them fucking in the bathroom with Grant, you know. Right. The, thing, the things that is really important, like obviously. Yeah, um, obviously. And then like, <laughs> and, like with Castle, there was a lot of song prompts. Like we would okay. have a, a Hozier week, we would have like a Taylor Swift week, like there was a lot of that kind of stuff. 
And so I would write fics based off of songs that like inspired some line that either inspired or like if I had an idea that I could work into a, a, a song, I would write stuff that way. And like, obviously I didn't always write every single song that was prompted, like that kind of stuff. But here post beginning of the pandemic, not post pandemic, but the, the part of my life that began at the pandemic, that 2020 hallmark has been a completely different like world of writing. Like pre-pandemic, I did write the the one fanfic that was about the TV show that was like concurrently airing. And that was kind of like I had just written my own season because mm -hmm. um, uh, it was the episode style fix and like one main plot and like a whole thing. So that was like I had written a season of television basically that was similar to what was happening, but also not. So like a parallel, I guess, because like some elements were there, but I did my own thing because like the characters weren't actually together. And so like they were together in my fic. Um, but I think more recently it's, it's, it's not so much like it, it's canon compliant if my OC was in the canon, I guess is the okay. best way to say it. Like, I dabbled in like some Peacemaker, um, Adrian Chase fix, like after I watched Peacemaker, which that was one that I was like, I'm just going to watch Peacemaker because everybody's talking about it. And like, everyone's being annoying and telling me I need to watch it. And then I watched it. And I was like, I don't need another muse. I do not need <laughs> yeah. Chase this chainsaw to be in this room with me. <laughs> like, And then I wrote like three fix and that was like completely different OCs, which was like a new thing for me. I like because I was like I'm only doing one shot so in order for me to do a one shot I had to create a different OC to put him within every single one of those six because I can't reuse the same character if it's not set in the exact same universe mm -hmm. um, so like that that happened I, I don't know like <laughs> I guess it depends on the vibes of the fandom which is like okay. a weird a weird answer but like no it makes sense yeah because yeah. you're right, yeah, like, Relo is heavy, at least at present, on the the AU situation, but I know that when it was just ending, it was a lot of fix-it-fix, fix and yeah. that sort of drifted out because we're not getting new content. Um, or and I, like did, I did write my fix-it-fix for The Rise of Skywalker, which is on my public um, fanfic account, my Hope Like the Sun, um, a, a New Order. That was a fix-it, and it... it was more like I really like the Last Jedi, so let's just pretend the Rise of Skywalker didn't happen and build off what was in that mm -hmm. and like fix it. And like honestly, that was a fic that didn't get very much attention, and it was the first time I was fine with like not getting kudos and not getting comments on it because it was like I did it for myself. Yeah, I did it to soothe the pain that I felt, <laughs> uh, and it was fun. Like I had so much fun writing that and like posting about it publicly on on Twitter um, because it was T rated. Everybody just kissed. And yes, Finn and Poe kiss in it as well. I was Good. like, we're making Finn Poe. We're giving Rose a storyline. Like I ended up starting to write like a Rose spinoff too that I ended up abandoning because like, unfortunately there was no audience for it. Like it, it I was like looking at metrics and like, I wasn't even getting a single look at it. So I was like, at this point, I know what I want the story to be. I can tell it to myself. I don't need to share it. Uh, but like, it was so much fun. Cause it's like, I took all these things that, you know, JJ Abrams didn't do the things that were handed to him on a silver platter and I made them my own. Yeah. Oh gosh. Anytime the anytime that movie comes up, I, I, was like, I start to feel myself get hot. Yeah, I was like, I have to resist the urge to like not turn this into a rant like every time. So 
Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, and I think that's why I like fan fiction because yes. I get to read all the things that like I wanted to say. I, I've said this before, um, like in-universe picks are a little bit harder for me to read, but only because mm-hmm. they're always so good. And I'm like, why? Why wasn't this yeah. the movie? So like, I, I had to like not... I don't read those. I read a lot of mostly AUs um, to keep me keep me satisfied. Um, so, what I guess I want to like talk about smut for a bit because yes. you write again going back to the fact that you write a lot of ships and a lot of fandoms. Um, yeah, do you do you like to write smut just because like you wanted to see the characters have sex with each other or? Um, do you like to make it a little bit more personal than that? Because a lot of people do tend to write um, real life goings-ons <laughs> into their fix, and some of that often does revolve around like insecurities with intimacy, or like you know, and then this is their way of helping themselves, so to speak. Yeah, I I'm definitely of the mind that there can never be too much smut in the world. Um, but also I do like smut with a purpose. Uh, I mean, I love reading plot, what, what plot, like give that to me. I don't, I don't need build up. Just, just give me the, the good stuff. But yeah. like, when I'm writing it, I feel like I always want there to be a purpose for it. Uh, and like, you know, I said earlier, I, I found a way to make pegging emotional and about character development, which is like, so funny i still think that's the funniest thing i think it's cool <laughs> i i loved it it was I, I was like i researched and then i had the characters doing research too so like i really like i i made it a thing like they yeah. they went to a sex shop they like talked to people they like tried to figure out because it was like set in the past so it was like in the the 90s and so like i i worked with like what was going on at the time and like really played with them like that was really fun and and then we got to the moment and the moment like work so well and it was like I don't think I could have had any of that work the way that it did without having that character development surrounding it mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like that has translated into a lot of my stuff that I've written post that fic like I've I've worked a lot more on making the sex meaningful and making it about the character connections and not just about two people getting the rocks off even though that happens too uh, like there's a lot more communication and even just like in the the journey that my fanfics have taken over the years, like I feel like in the beginning when I was just like kind of getting my feet as a smut writer, I had my characters just, like, just going for it. Like there was no buildup and now it feels like more of a, an emotional journey. Like every time, like there's a reason for it and the reason why they like certain things and why they don't like certain things. And like I've built into that like character aspects, which I think is, I guess more grounded in realism now uh than it used to be but mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned like how many fix are, are e-rated i think i've written like 230 something and like wow. 200 <laughs> 200 of them are probably e-rated um 20 of them are probably m-rated and then the rest are like just t because like they're probably just a random like fluff prompt i got or something that i posted on ao3 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've written a lot. <laughs> a I lot mean, of words of smut. That's impressive. That is impressive. Um, I don't think that I would even be able to write one these days because I'm just like I'm simply satisfied by reading what you guys write. <laughs> like I don't need to contribute anything else to this. I'm happy just being here. But over 200 picks is very impressive, and to have smut in most of them, also impressive. 
I'm a crazy, crazy girl. <laughs> um, and that's so, like just oh, yeah. the stuff that I actually have on AO3. Like there's one shots I know that are on my Tumblr. There's some stuff in my old fanfic that like is not ever getting free from that. Because if like, you can't copy paste from fanfic and I can't get right. into my old fanfic accounts, so, like there's no salvaging it. So, and that had a lot of smut on it too. So I'd, I'd probably say I'm getting close to like 300 smutty fics out there. Like I've written, and that's since like 2000. A nine because like your girl was writing some smut when she was a teenager and should not have been writing smut but like it was a different time the kids yeah. were not the kids were not the twitter kids that they are today right we did not complain about people writing smut we were happy for it we said thank you <laughs> yeah yeah seriously i mean i haven't encountered any um any negativity at least on the the little area of fandom oh, good fanfic twitter that i'm in uh i know that some people have and i'm just like i've there everyone's chill over here i don't know i haven't (laughs) (laughs) no one's been talking i mean i figure it'll come with the territory with the podcast i'm pretty sure someone will sneak their way in and be a little nasty about it but in the meantime i'm just like yeah everyone's everyone's pretty chill and it's it's a great it's a great community um so do you then like outside of smut do you like to write any like personal stuff in your fix at all um aside from most of my ocs being like a a white brunette woman (laughs) okay (laughs) like that's and the thing that's so funny is like i get that question a lot like oh you just write yourself like having like sex with these characters i'm like no actually none of these characters that i create the women none of them are like me at all like Mm -hmm. Some of these characters do things, and I'm like, I would never do that. My, I can't even believe I'm writing it. Like, that was my initial reaction, like, when the polyamory thing came up. Because, like, I'm an extremely jealous person. I could never be in a polyamorous relationship. Just the thought of it makes me feel, like, deeply uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I had these characters being like, well, actually, we would love to do that. <laughs> this would be really great for us. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, none of you are me. Not, like, and sometimes, like, there's little things, like, some of my characters were will drink like the cocktails I drink or the coffee order I drink or things like that. And that's really mm-hmm. just because like, that's what I'm familiar with. So like why reinvent the wheel when it's like something so throwaway? Yeah. But I don't, I don't feel like there's anything of me in the intimacy. Cause like I am personally like, not good with intimacy (laughs) so like Mm -hmm. it's actually quite shocking that my characters are all as sexual as they are because that could not be me um interesting okay yeah and so it's it's funny that like my characters have one night stands I could never do that like that Mm -hmm. is not something I could do um and so I feel like it's more like if there's any part of me in those characters I think it's the part of me that I'm not capable of being myself and so gotcha. I, it's a safe place to explore things and mm-hmm. not have any of like the societal pressures around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. I, I wouldn't say I'm like awful of intimacy. I just, my sexual attraction is not that of like what I read. Uh, so for me, I'm just like, I like reading this because I don't get turned on by any of it really. Uh, I'm not sitting here just like, like, oh, why is it my sex life like this? Do I get ideas? Of course. I think fan of fiction <laughs> fan fiction is just really great for making you add stuff, remove stuff, put stuff in your red, yellow, green list. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I'm just like, I'm 
a demisexual human. This is not me and what I'm reading, but <laughs> I love it anyway. I just, it's just not me, but A plus to this, to anyone else that this is like their lives and what they do. That's why I'm always so curious. Is like, how does this, how does this smut like compare to your actual real life? Cause <laughs> for me, oh. I'm just like, I just like, I just like reading it, but I'm like, I, that's yeah. not me. <laughs> can relate yes so that's really interesting that because like yeah i always have this conversation too about like i personally don't believe that people should write what they know because if that were the case we wouldn't have a lot of stories out here um yeah i mean like my my favorite like alternate universe that i've written a lot of is werewolves like so many werewolves like i (laughs) so many throughout my entire life and i've read so many and i'm like is this like Never is this like monster before. yeah is this like monster oh yeah, I'm a monster oh, yeah. okay okay okay, oh, okay. Yeah. which oh, i yeah. was like, <laughs> like I i've think never I... fucked a monster <laughs> <laughs> i recently like recently recently found the difference between abo and then like monster fucking werewolves oh. and i was like i was like oh there's two different things yeah <laughs> there's a whole world that has nothing to do with procreating yeah that's that's it was so fun like when i read my first a werewolf monster fucker but i was like this is so cool (laughs) it's literally just he's a werewolf and there's nothing to do like she's a human this is fantastic there's no heat there's no none of this weird stuff yeah no i (laughs) i actually self-published one of my fanfics i scrubbed Mm. off the file down the numbers or whatever like my senior year of college uh and it's not good i'm not recommending it i have publicly posted about it but it's it needs so much overhauling that I just do not have the emotional time to do. But it's a werewolf. It's a werewolf mm-hmm. alternate universe um, based on Captain Swan. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's werewolves, and I love it. <laughs> there's, there's a scene in it where they have sex when he's a werewolf yep. in the cemetery. <laughs> just like, I had completely forgotten I wrote this, and I reread it the other day because I got it printed again, and I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's truly some monster fuckery right there i mean if the you who wrote that could see the stuff that's out now i mean <laughs> honestly i'm like i was paving the way yeah yeah because the monster fucking stuff that's out now i'm always just sitting here like oh my god like how does this work there's I don't, so don't... many weird things that i see on tiktok like the cow one where they're like human cows which i know like human cows is like a whole fetish thing but this was not the fetish this was like oh was this the cow farm the one? milk I, yeah the milk one. farm okay I, which i was <laughs> like is this the fetish or is this not yeah. and then like the people on tiktok were like it's not the fetish and i was like i don't know if i trust you because <laughs> you read it i've heard about it and i didn't go any further than just briefly hearing about it i think yeah. i think where me personally when it comes to the books like that my intentions will stop is ice planet barbarians and i'm having like a tough time even just getting through that i want to get through it yeah (laughs) but like i'm just like this is this is a book that's a trick that's definitely for like or a book for uh, a book series for like breeding kink people because that's a good that's a breeding kink series not me that's not me maybe that's why i'm having yeah, a hard time I, I have a friend who started it and they were like i didn't know this is breeding kink and i was like oh yeah it is i didn't even realize that i, I mean i blew through that series i read those okay. so fast and then i was like oh that's I why got, it's not working for some people i got it because of 
the internet, but I also got it because the covers are really pretty. And I was like, I want all these covers, like all of them, because they're Aren't so they pretty. Gorgeous? Oh. oh my god! <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I just want to look at them. But I started reading it, and I was like, oh, I don't know, and I couldn't figure out what it is. But I guess yeah, that makes sense. That it is every single one. Me. They have a baby at the end. So okay, all right. Well, I, I want to finish. <laughs> I know. I bought him. Like the first one, like I wasn't a fan of the, I like the first one, obviously, because I read the rest of them, but like it wasn't my favorite. Like it gets better towards the end, but still, it's everything. That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah, I heard that. I'm still shocked to see them like right on the front shelves of Barnes and Noble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got mine from Walmart. They're just like right there. Yeah, they're like right there in the book section. And I was like, these are pretty. And I was like, oh yeah, I've heard about these. And I was like, wait, why are they in Walmart? Like right here. (laughs) Like right like two shelves over from the kids' books. So funny. Really love that we've gone from Harlequin novels about like broody Highland men stealing a wife. Cowboys. (laughs) So now we have ice planet barbarians <laughs> eight feet tall blue alien yeah it's with the little spiky thing the little spike i i love it though it's so cool that this is just <laughs> like the kind of world that we live in now or this is the stuff we get to consume and fan fiction's getting published and i'm just like this is this is great like no. it brings me so much joy <laughs> yeah and i love when people get mad about it and like be mad about it like i don't know what to tell you <laughs> you don't have to read it but like what whatever like I remember when um, the oh my god, what's the one Raylo one that came out? The Love Hypothesis, right? Yes. When that got put into the subscription boxes, and people were so, so mad. mad, and I'm like, why are you mad? Like, <laughs> it's a book. <laughs> it's a book, and honestly, most of the books you've read were probably fanfic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, it's it's bizarre to me that that genre that like just fan fiction as a whole is its its own thing but then when it's published people turn their noses down and i'm like how would you feel if like instead it was just disguised as like sci-fi because like if it was sci-fi right and they stayed in the realm of star wars air quotes and and, like you didn't know it was very little but it was like a sci-fi novel you probably would eat that shit up i think you're just mad (laughs) not not to invoke the name of like Zack snyder but like he's making a whole movie a whole ass movie for netflix because he got snubbed by star wars and it's called rebel moon and it's about a galactic empire literally every time i didn't I, know that that's so every funny time i read something about this this movie that's coming out i'm like he literally was like this is my star because he allegedly i think it's been he said it himself but he wrote a script for star wars he pitched it they said no and he just went and scrubbed all the star wars stuff off and made his own movie yeah. I'm like it literally everything everything yeah, everything it's 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 uh and then and then on the flip side of that uh, i'd like to talk about the fact that you've got the wattpad stories and the wattpad original oh, stories God. and like how those are <laughs> I, fan I fictions say- that became books that are now movies that people love and it's like why i do look down so- on wattpad just a little bit I'm, and i and maybe it's because like <laughs> for the longest time Wattpad was just One Direction fan fiction. Oh, okay. And yeah. like I think I had interacted so much with like One Direction people, like fans and stuff on Tumblr that I was just like roll my eyes every time I see it, but every single time I see a Netflix movie, I'm like, "Oh, that sounds like a cool premise." It's Wattpad from Wattpad original yeah. books and I'm like what? Yeah. Like, go to AO3. Give yeah. us an actual good 365 days or whatever 
insane thing. Like, Ooh. go to AO3. Like, I hated that next though. Great <laughs> oh, I did too. Yeah, I, I need to <laughs> watch the sequel. I'm actually going to double feature the sequel and the Through My Window, which is another Wattpad movie, a uh, book turned movie. And um, Through My Window is an, is an original Wattpad story. So it's not fan fiction. It's an original story, and I believe the author, I'm probably going to butcher this, is from Argentina, so it's originally in, like, Spanish, um, but they dubbed oh, it. Oh, yes, you know, I remember have seeing that. Yeah. Yes. So yes, I saw the trailer for I'm it. like, I'm going to double feature these two because I'm garbage, and I want to watch all the smut I can get, and I love that Netflix is like, here's just softcore porn for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they know their audience yeah and i mean like i have i've seen most if not all the after movies which i'm just like i think they're a good time do i haven't read them uh i haven't read the books but i actually remember when that was a wattpad story because i would occasionally people would post about it and i remember Mm -hmm. looking it up because i'm like because it was a thing it was like a a cultural event every time that author updated like everybody would be talking about it and i'd be like okay what is this and i remember looking it up and then it wasn't written well but it was like it was Wattpad level fanfic and I was just like mm-hmm. I mean whatever floats your boat and then when it got like published and then there was movies I was just like hey now I've read some better stuff like, <laughs> why are you not on AO3 I think AO3 but, like, they're still is... fine they're yeah good time. I only read the first book and I think I threw it away but like <laughs> like well, like I was reading it and I was like I, I like to annotate my books and I basically annotated that book to high hell because I was like there's a lot there's a lot in this I just don't messy oh my goodness oh man yeah and I gave it to my roommate and I was like do you want to read this and she's like yeah so and then she annotated it and she's like what is this and i'm like look <laughs> i like fan fiction so i just wanted to read it okay <laughs> um but i think ao3 is like on the come up we've they've they're getting their published deals and it makes me happy. i think movies will be next honestly and i'm i'm just excited isn't um oh what's the one the the hating game is that an ao3 fan fiction I think it might be. Okay, so that's a movie. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Okay. Because I thought it was a Raylo too, but I was like, is it a Raylo that got published and now it's a movie? Because it looks, it it could also just be that that trope and plot point I've read in Raylo before. But um, I think that's the. F- that's one of the first ones I've heard from AO3 that's on Netflix right now. So. I'm like, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, seriously. I'm gonna watch that too. <laughs> get, your, get your coin. Would you ever consider publishing a fan fiction? Like, if someone approached you, would you 100%. consider? Like, okay. Oh yeah. Like yeah. The, the the really long one. Like, I have a lot of ideas for how I could turn that into a fanfic. But honestly, it's the kind of thing that I'm like, I want to get one of my original things written and published, mm-hmm. and then be like, hey. So I have this thing that's going to require significant editing. Like, I feel like that's a conversation to have, like, once you have an agent. Right. And being like, I have this thing that I think could be really cool, but, like, it's going to require some work. Mm-hmm. And then, like, once I have, because it's it's an undertaking, like, going back through and changing names and shifting locations and, like, right. all of that kind of stuff. It's a long fic. But, like, I feel like that's the one. And I feel like I could see it as, and it's funny since it came from a TV show, but I could see it as a television show. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could picture it all. Because it's, like, it's not just about smut. It's about, like, right. two people who are, like, they're, it's co-workers to lovers. 
Okay. Um, Love it. And there's an oops, baby. It's like that scenario, like coworkers who have like a one night stand thinking nothing's going to happen. Then there's an oops, baby and lots of like conflicted emotions and like issues with, you know, interpersonal relationships Mm -hmm. because they both have baggage. And then like, it's basically 10 years of their lives as partners at work, as parents, as partners and a relationship and then like when their kids are older and like how their career evolves and like all like there's so much like there's like period typical like sexism they deal with and like government stuff and like it's a whole like encompassed world and I'm like I could see this on television mm-hmm. call me Netflix <laughs> <laughs> it's a Netflix it's a Netflix inspired movie inspired Netflix wants their own movie inspired by their own TV show. That's so funny. <laughs> it's like yeah. Netflix Inception. They need it right now. They need some good marketing. I think I think they do. And <laughs> like honestly, they're doing I think that they're doing a really good job taking on these like fanfic turned movie they stories. Are. And I don't think people realize that yet. <laughs> like you guys are being given a gift, right? If your book gets published, you could ha- probably have a Netflix movie in like a year or two. Seriously, it's like, that's the insane thing. Their deals yeah. go so fast. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really cool. I mean, and obviously people are going to be mad about it, but it's like, whatever, just stay in your corner. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, so I guess wrapping up, um, I like to just kind of ask, guess if there's anything we'd maybe touched on that you want to kind of continue in a little conversation on or if you want to bring up anything else you're welcome to sort of like sprinkle in some more conversation plot points because i don't have any more questions <laughs> I'm trying to rack my brain i feel like we've touched on everything i was hoping yeah. to talk about just great. that's good yeah. yeah um and then i like to ask two questions before mm-hmm. we go one is what is your favorite if you, you have to pick one thing what's your favorite thing about the fan fiction community and why oh i love that it is people exploring the potential for characters that have not been given the potential they deserved mm-hmm. yeah i recently got into ginger rose which like oh, love it originally <laughs> i just like i so originally I was like, I'm more of a thruple ro- rose po Finn. Mm-hmm. Like I I like when they're them three are the thing. And then I was reading a fic that had a really good <laughs> ginger rose moment. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so now I'm it sort of discovering of- it does. Yeah. It's and I'm like, that's not something I considered before. And now I I want to read more. And then um I think they had or coming up is like a whole ginger rose um like fanfic writing thing and i'm just so excited to read more more of those two because yeah like (laughs) rose is a conversation (laughs) but i'm glad that people are giving her what she deserves in these fanfics so um even and i love that they write her as like the bossy one and and hux is like the the simp and i'm like great thank you (laughs) This is what we love. We love tough men who are suddenly very soft for the yes. lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, and then the other question I like to just kind of ask, you don't have to <clears throat> name anyone if you can't think of anyone, but um, if there's any uh, author that you read recently or that you really like that you think people should also check out. Oh, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to wreck Arzu. Okay. <laughs> just 
Jess was on the podcast because uh, I go back and I reread some of her stuff um, quite a bit. Uh, and I, I got to be there for the inception of some of them, which is fun. But uh, her High Republic one is everything to me. Uh, and I love that book so much. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any other authors, unfortunately. I'm so bad. Yeah. Like I'll bookmark stuff. Once I finish reading it, I like take it out of my bookmarks. I use it kind of like as a, a reading like yeah as soon as something is finished and like complete it and i finish reading it it goes off my bookmark thing so unfortunately i lose a lot of names yeah that's funny because i'm the opposite i'll keep all of my stuff in my history and then as soon as it's done and if i liked it it goes to my bookmarks which can be a little dangerous i think because my history (laughs) man that thing's like 10 (laughs) 11 pages long and i'm just like oh no I have my history off because tomorrow's Maggie does not need to know what today's Maggie read. <laughs> That's fair. Because, like, I've definitely looked up things and I'm like, if I die tonight and this is the last thing in my search history, <laughs> like, the horror. I will never live this down. I'll be dead, but I'll never live this down. That's uh, so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I I use my private bookmarks for all. I, like, nothing is public on my page. I'm like, you do not need to know what, I, know what I'm reading. Nobody needs to know that that's fair Um, but honestly like I've I feel so bad like reading or talking about like Harry Potter but like I read so much Hermione like that's still my go-to because like I love angst and like I've never come across another uh ship that does angst the exact thing that I like and it's that dynamic it's so good I haven't read any, and I know that that's sort of like the pipeline of like it's Jermaine, Raylo, and then uh, mm-hmm. now the Shadow and Bone couple. Oh yeah, um, Dark Dark Lena. So like mm-hmm. those three, I hear all the time together, but I've not ventured into either of the other two because I don't know where to start. Because I feel like with Jermaine, there's so much. There's probably <laughs> like I think I get over if I get overwhelmed with Raylo, I would get super overwhelmed with those two <laughs> if you ever do decide you want to venture into Hermione there's like three fix that are I feel like the ones everybody always recommends and they are like top tier I can okay. hook you up with them I send them yeah. to everybody who expresses an interest in maybe venturing send into them it. to me yeah yeah because they're yeah, good. and there's a couple of Raylo authors who also write Hermione and that's how mm-hmm. I found some of their fix like gotcha. um, Lo- loves Bitska 86 I think is her username uh she writes both of them but she also writes some stuff that i don't ship and so like then i'm like yeah i sometimes see those pop up in my like oh she's published this and i'm like i don't ship that that's my switch so like don't make me see that i don't want to see that (laughs) Um, but yeah i read a lot of that just because i like there's a specific dynamic i recently tried venturing into some dark lena to see if they had the same dynamic just because i feel guilty even reading fan works of Harry Potter stuff, like I still like, I feel a like guilt. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, oh, maybe Dark Lena will have that, but it just doesn't hit the same way. Like there's yeah. just that specific dynamic I like. And the smut's always so good when you have like 20 chapters of angst and like hatred, and then they finally come together and you're just like, this is everything. Okay. Yeah. I want to read. I'll read it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's I'm, so not, yeah, I'm not closing myself off to any of that. <laughs> like, it's not supporting jk in exactly. any way so exactly. <laughs> let me read the things you probably don't want your characters to do in spite oh, yeah. it's a spite read <laughs> exactly. oh and I, just, I love good angst i love angst that i like i know a lot of people like smut and fluff but i'm like give me that angst and smut give me like 10 chapters of these characters hating each other yeah and then let them come and i mean that's why i like raylo too 
Like I don't, I, since I read so much modern Raylo, the hate usually isn't as extreme as it can be in like a much more like fantastical fictional setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't typically get that exact dynamic I like, but uh, when I do hit upon a good one that like really hits that enemies to lovers, mm-hmm. chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I still haven't found my exact, like, this is what I like to read in Raylo because mm-hmm. I read so much. <clears throat> like I, re- I read a lot of stuff and i don't turn my brain off to any of it but um yeah I, the enemies to lovers for sure is my favorite like overall thing when mm-hmm. there's like a crap ton of angst like i love how you guys write angst but i'm sitting here like oh my god they're so stupid can we just get- <laughs> why are they being dumb <laughs> I guess like misunderstandings is like my least favorite because I'm like, oh my god, this could just easily be solved if we just talk to each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> it drives me crazy. It drives but me I crazy love too. it. But I love it. <laughs> my characters talk too much for there to ever be any misunderstanding. So I have to con like construct some sort of other angst for it to be. Mm. That makes sense. <laughs> um, well, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town and my public facing archive of your own is um, Hope Like the Sun, which is where you can find A New Order, which was my post-Tross depression fix-it fix. Makes sense. Um, And we'll be sure to link those in the show notes. Um, And then as usual, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at the time of recording brands make a new Instagram for bookmarked and busy. I'm going to try to keep that one more like fun and updated frequently. Um, This is now my third Instagram account that I have to run. So like (laughs) it might fall. I'm going to try really hard guys, but like, if you want to follow it, you can. Um, We post updates there. Um, thirst things like it's basically like my opportunity to be horny on me and on instagram so uh <laughs> it's there i'll link that below um it's on fridays when these go up we do fanfic fridays where we post uh links uh recommended reading from whoever's a guest um we do a trope showdown where we put two tropes head to head at a poll winner goes on to the next week and yeah i think that's all we do on fridays i'm blanking (laughs) you'll know it when you see it (laughs) um thank you so much for coming on maggie this is so fun thank you i always feel like whenever i leave these conversations i like get a little bit closer to people that i've only known online and i'm just like yes now i know i have friends that we all like (laughs) now i know all this like dirty stuff (laughs) i've not met you in person but i know these things now (laughs) yes (laughs) it's really fun it's really great and i love it um i am planning i i try to let people know i am planning a bunch of like roundtable discussion episodes because i think there are a lot of you guys that could benefit having on at the same time for a discussion um so if you see one that like tickles your fancy if i um like put the feelers out feel free to reach out and you know if you think yeah it'd be good for that conversation i'd love to have you back Excellent. um alternatively uh the post writing to press sesh episodes i want to start so if you uh get that depressed post writing you know your depression feeling and you want to come on and talk about your pod and or not your pod your fic and you know maybe 
have some wine and we'll just kind of boohoo about it. <laughs> oh, I love that idea so much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it came up because um one of my guests who I it's not out yet, but she was talking to me about how like writers get like this mm-hmm. they get so sad after they finish these stories. It's like saying goodbye to a child. And I'm like, I never thought about that as a reader like how you have to actually let go of these stories like these characters and it made me so sad <laughs> and i'm like well come be sad with me like you guys will just come over here and we'll, we'll i'll like let you vent and we'll talk about it <laughs> oh, i love that it's a yeah. real thing it really happens that's that's yeah i mean obviously it does i just never even thought about it yeah, from it's... that perspective especially like if you're if you're if you're like a, a chunky boy fic and you've spent like x amount of months sometimes years writing a big fic and now you're finally done that and sometimes like- you'll pick up your phone because you think oh i need to start writing that next chapter and then you're like oh <laughs> no oh, that it's over. so sad <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh well yeah if if that ever happens to you reach <laughs> out we'll do we'll do an episode because i i would love to have that be a support system oh i love that <laughs> yeah well thank you guys for listening and um i normally we'll say the guest for next episode do i know who it is um i don't so (laughs) sorry (laughs) i don't think i put it in my phone all right (laughs) i will see you guys next week thank you (laughs) bye